Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. It's Monday, January 24th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Public transit systems are coping with a driver shortage. In the St. Louis region, the attrition rate is running around 25%. You stack several of those months in a row, along with the effects of the pandemic, and then the next thing you know, you have a problem. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Niara Savage will examine the impact of a bus driver shortage. Missouri Governor Mike Parson wants to spend nearly $10.5 million dollars to create an office that would help the state better prepare for floods and drought. Missouri Department of Natural Resources spokeswoman Connie Patterson tells the Post-Dispatch the proposed Missouri Hydrology Information Center is part of the state's response to those 2019 floods in the Missouri and Mississippi River basins that caused roughly $20 billion damage. Some of the information the new office would collect already exists at the U.S. Geologic Survey and the State Emergency Management Agency, but Patterson says the new office would be designed to be a user-friendly clearinghouse of information. New research finds some high school students in North St. Louis have trouble getting access to period products like tampons and pads. As St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports, these students are also more likely to miss school. In the study, St. Louis University researchers surveyed more than 100 female students at Jennings Senior High School. Nearly two-thirds reported they couldn't afford to buy period products when they needed them, and one-third said they had missed school because they didn't have tampons or pads. Jennings' assistant principal and study co-author Chrislyn Billingsley says many students come to her office or go to the school nurse asking for period products. Anything that kids might need to have them in school, I think we have to have it. Pads and tampons fits on that list. A Democratic Missouri lawmaker has introduced a bill this session that would require school districts to provide free period products. A previous Republican-led effort stalled in 2018. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois police chiefs are telling state lawmakers what they need to combat rising crime. The vice president of the state's police chiefs association, Mark Mayton, says not all crime is up, but carjackings, drive-by shootings, and residential vehicle thefts have increased. He says vehicle makers can remotely stop stolen vehicles, and perhaps that can be a new law. If you want to sell a vehicle in uh, Illinois, we need to have them deploy that technology. It exists. We just need the the public will to make them uh, use that in 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 a more expansive capacity. He made those comments to the newly formed House Public Safety and Violence Prevention Task Force. Mayton is suggesting a new category of crime for vehicles stolen from private property, mandatory minimum carjacking sentences, and harsher penalties for fleeing and eluding. A $40,000 grant from the National Endowment for the Arts will support an effort by St. Louis Symphony Orchestra to showcase black artists. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, the money will fund a new work for the In Unison Chorus. When the In Unison Chorus performs the new piece with the symphony in May, it will be the first time the ensemble has joined the orchestra for a classical concert in over a decade. It follows another first. In 2019, the chorus participated for the first time in the orchestra's annual Forest Park show. St. Louis Symphony President and CEO Marie-Alain Bernard says the grant provides a chance to support young composers in general. But it's also supporting 
Black artists and how they are contributing to creating a really interesting catalog for music for symphony orchestras. Brooklyn-based musician Natalie Joachim will write the piece, incorporating comments from conversations she's had with In Unison members. The work is called Family. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Transit agencies throughout the nation are struggling to keep up, and Metro Transit is no exception. Hiring and retaining enough bus drivers are proving especially challenging. As St. Louis Public Radio's Niara Savage reports, multiple service cuts to the transit system are also making it difficult for riders to get to where they need to go. I'm standing at a bus stop in downtown St. Louis on one of the city's busiest routes. Bus riders here are waiting much longer than usual in the often bitter cold for buses that may arrive late or sometimes not at all. That's because there aren't enough bus drivers, and the city's transit agency has made service cuts to try to adapt. Commuter Christopher Wheaton is one of those waiting for his bus. Now with them making more cuts, it makes it that much harder to get back and forth to where you need to go. Transportation official Talby Roach says before the pandemic, the transit system here typically saw about seven workers a month leave because of retirement or a new job. Now it's starkly different. Several months in a row, we were seeing, um, you know, kind of an attrition rate that was closer to 21 to 25. Well, you stack several of those months in a row, along with the effects of the pandemic, and then the next thing you know, you have a problem. To try to deal with that problem, transit officials raised workers' pay. A new Metro bus operator with a commercial driver's license now starts at $20 an hour. They're also offering $2,000 bonuses to new and current employees. Even with these new incentives, Talby Roach says finding qualified bus drivers remains a challenge. Not just anybody can can drive a 40-foot bus. There's no question. You know, we need highly professional people. Add to that another toll from the pandemic. In the first week of January alone, nearly 60 employees tested positive for COVID and were not able to work. Jason Miller is with the Denver-based transportation consulting firm Fair & Piers. He says attracting and retaining qualified workers is problematic for transit agencies in Denver, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, and other big cities across the country. He says some drivers leave because they're frustrated having to deal with difficult passengers while trying to enforce mask mandates. They're really having to play, you know, part-time social worker on board, and and that's led to a lot of uh, stress and burnout uh, among operators who have, yeah, quit, resigned, um, either for early retirement or to find better work that, uh, yeah, that maybe even doesn't pay better, but that maybe is just less stressful. Katina Wilson is a rep for the local transit union here. She says many drivers just don't feel safe working on the front lines these days. How many of us would drive down the street in our cars, let somebody flag us down, and put a stranger behind our head right now in this day and time? That's what a bus operator does every day. For commuter Freddie King, continued driver shortages have drastically altered her morning schedule. Normally it would take about an hour to get to work. Uh, At this point, I have to wake up over two hours before my shift starts, because if I don't get there that early, uh, chances are whatever bus I wanted to take is going to get canceled. And so I have to be there for like three buses in a row to even get to work at all. 
Hardships like these are impacting tens of thousands of riders all across the country. Here in St. Louis, Katina Wilson says her union is negotiating with local transit officials to try to reach an agreement over both safer working conditions and higher pay for transit workers. I'm Niara Savage. Our David Casares helped edit that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. Before wrapping up, I was out on Friday and missed an opportunity to thank one of the many vital behind-the-scenes colleagues here at St. Louis Public Radio. Our visual communications specialist, David Kovaluk, is moving on to his next professional challenge. David has been invaluable over the past five years. You've likely seen his digital artwork and photos on our website. If we needed an idea to come to life visually, David was the person to make it happen. And he was always willing to jump in at a moment's notice to help no matter the task. We will miss him around here, but we are excited to see what he'll accomplish in his next career chapter. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.